Yeah, Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon, James Ross in for Noreen on the one, two, three show. We're going to do a bit of art sing around. I always have to be very careful, Andrew Dembina, when I say that, as indeed you do, right? In, indeed, it was designed to be that very way, James. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm, now, yeah. now you've got some good stuff on the show, on the uh, uh, on the yeah. agenda for this afternoon. There's some big things going on, but before I get into those, mm. I know that you've mentioned them, you've kind of uh, trailed them or teased them earlier in the show, but um, I, not wanting to uh, uh, to kind of talk about anything too untoward in the art world, as if any of that went on, but I do want to tell you about a very interesting, curious artist who's just landed in New York who bases himself in Hong Kong. Right. Uh, Italian-born, yeah. His name is Alberto Gerosa, and uh, despite COVID-19 in the last few years he's managed to continue to do what he does which is to produce cross-border arts that takes many forms most of them conceptual where the idea of a conceptual art project is always king to the way that he mm. uses or chooses a medium yeah so it might be using a physical form a sculpture a painting or it could be something that he does in the terms of performance and he's very eccentric and he's just touched down in New York and there was um, yesterday an interview with the US publication Artnet that did a brief interview with him. He won't tell anyone what he's about to do in New York, as is his want, but I just thought I'd just mention a few crazy things he's done before, including in our very own Hong Kong that didn't really make the news. Hmm. Um, he's, yeah, he infiltrates the art world's big global events and those are often the fairs like Art Basel, um, something called Doc Documenta, which is um, a, fi a five-year international show that's held in Germany, and the Venice Biennale every two years, where they invite people from different nations, uh, uh, arts, uh, government arts groups normally put forward artists that will take part in the Venice Biennale. Right. So, of all of those, yeah, of all of those, I just want to mention a couple of uh, site-specific things he's done before, and then we can just let our imaginations run away with us about what he might be up to or thinking <laughs> about it in, in New York. Um, so, um, in, in the Venice Biennale, he staged something uh, within the last few months called the Scythian Pavilion. They have pavilions, which is where they show different nations' artwork, and, um, and, and he ended up commenting on, uh, not in a very positive way, about the Biennale's nationalistic approach, saying that it shouldn't split. His message through performances from this uh, not very legitimate pavilion that he managed to tack on to, mm. a, uh, to, the, to the Greek stands, Lord knows how he managed to, to kind of get in, and, and it wasn't only him, he had other uh, people in there as well. Sometimes he does um, uh, forge the... Um, um, the fair holder's permit. So, I mean, right. he's, he's bordering uh, across that line of legality. He's a slightly naughty boy. Like, he's a bit naughty, yeah, and he gets <laughs> caught. And, uh, and what he says, he expects to get caught. Right. And he says that some of the most interesting aspects, yeah, actually, of what he does is when he gets caught, because there's always a crowd that will gather around and he gets the chance to talk about what the concept of his idea was. Hmm. He, I just mentioned briefly, he also... Um, has pulled a few stunts at Art Basel uh, Hong Kong last year, where he um, had a couple of, uh, he hired a couple of people to hand out flowers, a couple of um, women to hand out flowers, uh, poppies actually, 
which were right. symbolic, yeah, of the uh, British colonial um, sale oh. of opium in okay. China. Okay. So, so he does he does things like that, which won't be really immediately obvious to people until they're explained. Hmm. So I don't know if he taps them on the shoulder when they accept by saying, "Excuse me, Mister or Madam," but, but actually, I, I think it's I think it's not like that at all. He gets his operators or his artists to to do these things, and then um, when something's happened, he will then have an interview with me. Increasingly, so increasingly. Um, Andrew, artists do seem to sort of uh, move into this, so not really political, but but slightly sort of stunty kind of ways of expressing yeah. themselves. I mean, Banksy, of course, is, is mm. well known for, for doing crazy things. I mean, during that uh, yeah. auction, auction a couple of years ago, he shredded a painting, didn't he, I think, and yeah. <laughs> things yeah. like that. You know, I guess it's one way to get attention, yeah. right? It is. I think that does have a lot to do with it because of um, it is playing up to media or these days social media because people see something. If something weird goes on, such as the organisers shutting someone down, that's going to be all over social media in five minutes, isn't mm, it? Mm. So, so it does. Yeah, it certainly does. Then uh, allow him to link to those videos. Um, uh, another thing that he did um, in in Art Basel was to work with um um with a uh, with another person who had a legitimate stand who he had talked into letting him join them because he is actually really a filmmaker and sculptor so he has done some real work right. but he um, but he managed to do that and then from there he he was putting around a few candies which were um distributed by interns who were working at the art Basel show and it was something about uh interns being used um without being paid and so on so it was another social comment that was being made <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah um, but i'll move on to uh, to some legitimate uh, arts which we talked about remind uh, remind us of his name second. remind us of his name andrew so we we can look out yeah, for him in the future sure you can look him up you can look him up i i've uh, i mean he's got his own instagram account where he puts most most of uh, his work but his full name and he, and you can find him online is alberto a l b e r t o hmm. surname Gerosa, G E R S. Oh, sorry, G E R O S A. Alberto Gerosa. Great. Okay. Cool. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Art Basel. Then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Art Basel um, has announced that it's going to have something in October this year. So it announced that a few days ago, mm. and uh, anyone who who might find themselves in Paris should take advantage of this because there's going to be something called Paris Plus, which is going to be showing the work by a certain amount. They're calling it a pop-up, but there are actually over 100 galleries taking part, so that's quite a pop-up, isn't that's it? That's a big pop-up. Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah, it is. That's going to make some noise, that pop. But it's, <laughs> but it's, um, but it's actually over 150. And some of the, the so-called mega-galleries who have gallery outlets or, I should say, satellite versions from their HQ in Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is very much, um, you know, one of the centres of art sales and auctions these days, will be there. I won't name them, but they're some of the biggest uh, mm. names in commercial art galleries. Right. Um, so it's um, it, it will be it will be on with a preview starting on October the nineteenth, but the public days will be twentieth to the twenty third of October, and anyone who wants to go along can get more info on Paris Plus at artbuzzle.com. The organisers say that it will be embodying 
the kind of art that people would expect has its history in Paris itself, meaning that there will be works that are not only contemporary, because Art Basel normally does have, I would say, 90% of its work being from the last, well, 50 years. There are modern masters that go back, you know, to, to big names from the 20th century. Right. Actually, most of it, yeah, yeah, most of it really is from the last couple of decades, the big okay. names now. Interesting. But, but the one, but... but yeah, Paris Plus will have some more historical um, mm. works in there as well. And the, the final thing that I want to make sure that I mention is that arts listeners, arts listeners, I'm speaking to you directly, if you have not already marked your diaries or book tickets for a really big event that's happening in early August, now's the time to do so. It's the Affordable Art Fair and... Even though it is the, the word affordable is at the start of that, there there are some works by big name artists. Are you saying it's the... not affordable, Andrew? <laughs> well, it started off. Okay, it's the ninth edition, and when it started off, the idea was that it would be really affordable to right. to most people with a, with a you know slight interest in putting something on their wall or uh, shelf, but. Uh, but, but as it's gone on, as is the case also with Art Central, which has been and gone, it happened a few months ago, mm. they also wanted to go less high-priced um, artwork than Art Basel does, which is all of the A-listers um, appearing in Art Basel. Uh, but there are contemporary, thousands of contemporary artworks from 60 local and international exhibitors will be shown at the fair. 50 of the galleries or... Uh, art curators who put together things just for art fairs like this, where they will have a group show of certain things are all from Hong Kong. That's 50 out of the 60 um, galleries or curators that are taking part. And I actually, I, I know because I found out before speaking to you that some of these are literally in the hundreds of Hong Kong dollars. Oh, which is okay. That's local, better. Yeah, some, some of them are, yeah, right. and that's and, that, and that, uh, so there are there are some curators taking part who don't don't who who cannot you know afford the rent of a gallery in Hong Kong, and so they will show at something like the Affordable Art Fair mm. in normal long COVID times. There are other events that go on which don't have as big names as uh, as this one or Art Central or Art Basel, but there are fairs that go on at the Art Centre in Wan Chai and the other places around town which are a more you know sort of entry point for people who want to support local artists yeah there are there, yeah, yeah there, there, there are a few themes going on um outside of the gallery zones or booths themselves there are public spaces where um where some of the organizers have gone around to all of these um people taking part or galleries taking part and try to get together a theme some are specifically one is called young talent hong kong um, which is supposed to be next generation, really just graduated or people who haven't been to art school. And these will be not only well-priced, but just showing you how people are going about creating now in mixed media. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stupid question, stupid question, I guess, um, uh, Andrew. Um, and well, stupid question, Andrew. Um, yeah. When, when you go to one of these, you know, the affordable art fair, you know, for folks who've not been to one of these art fairs, Art Basel, yeah. you know, any of these ones, mm. what's it like? You know, I mean, do you just is it quite casual or, you know, are you going to be, you know, b being watched by people as you stand and admire the artwork and, you know, measure it and f size it up? Or, you know, can you can you just sort of chill and have a look around? Is it well, what are they like? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, you, you, you certainly can. And this one more so than... Mm some of the other ones this is definitely a chilling out i know through interviewing and just being 
a gallery goer myself that many of those taking part in this are so relaxed. They're people who just have decided, you know, cliche as it sounds, to make a business out of selling out and business out of something they love. And it's and they they actually enjoy the process of talking. I've been around without introducing myself or saying that I'm uh, an arts reporter or anything like that. You know, they, they should take me as being a, someone who wants to buy it, but it's not all hard sales and it's not that you'll get uh, their back turned towards you if you walk around. They often want to really show a little bit about who they're representing. The mm. passion is always very evident. So it's very rare at this particular event that you will find a, a snootiness or some kind of exclusivity in the air. Great. So definitely, definitely one to go for. Mm. Um, and uh, just as a reminder of the name, it's the Affordable Art Fair yep. 2022. And it's, um, it's all those three long words jammed together, .com, Affordable mm. Artfairhk.com. Brilliant. And what date is it, just finally? Yes, yes it's from the 4th uh, of August until the 7th. So the 4th is a Thursday, that's when it opens, and then it goes on through the Friday. Whoops, sorry, dog in the background doing a performance piece there myself. And it's uh, <laughs> and it, and it, it, it finishes on Sunday the 7th. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone, is that a dog artist hijacked this report. This report, I think so. Yes, I think he's doing yeah, his uh, yeah. best Alberto yeah. impression. So, uh, Andrew Dambino is our arts reporter on the One Two Three Show and for RTHK, and of course you can hear him on that uh, Saturday afternoon at three thirty. What do you got planned for this week uh, in your music lineup? Any ideas, Andrew? Uh, yes, I'm, I will be actually um, uh, playing five more of the artists who have been in, uh, in the, put in the, in the top ten for Jamaica's um, 60th anniversary of its independence to have a theme tune, okay. a theme song. So, so I played five last week, and there will be five this week. Look forward um, to it. I may, yeah, thank you. I, I, I um. I, I also may have a live musician, but I'm not going to say yet because I'm still confirming it today. There may be someone in the uh, in the studio doing something on an acoustic guitar. That's Excellent. all I'll say for now. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let, we'll let you get back to the dog fight, and uh, thanks very much for joining yeah. us. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. I can't ask. I can't ask you too many details about um, greatest hits uh, in music on Saturday because that would be giving the game away, wouldn't it? It would totally. I won't give you the TV theme answer right this second, but uh, listen out on Saturday, and I'll uh, I'll tell you then when I see you. Thanks a lot, Andrew. See you. Mate. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Good to speak to you. Bye bye. Cheers.